and good morning, Mike Broomhead. Happy Monday. You know, it really has been a Monday with me trying to get through some of these scripts this morning. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's like uh, my mouth is still on the weekend. Or yeah, something. I'm I the, don't know. yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I'm, I'm going to wade in today carefully. So, good idea. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Um, so much to get to. 9.05 this morning, we are going to talk with Rachel Mitchell. She is the county attorney, the Maricopa County attorney. Been one year in office. We're going to talk to her about that time that she has been in this office. Some of the changes that she committed to making, some of the improvements that needed to be made. We'll get a, a checkup on those things and have a conversation with her about the direction that office is heading. We are watching prosecutions. We're going to talk a lot about this this morning. Where we are seeing in other places, we are not what we would believe at face value <clears throat> that not enough is being done. So we're going to talk with her about Maricopa County and where they stand on some of these issues and uh, and it'll kind of get a feel for what's happening in the office. That'll happen at 9.05. Um, the headline... Uh, as it's written on the show sheet this morning, says America is sick and tired of seeing the same two people run for president. Is this the feeling of the American people? I will. I'm going to go deeper and different. Uh, this isn't about Donald Trump, and I don't think it is about um, about Joe Biden. I think that what this is about is a disconnect, and I, I, this happens at times. And um, when you watch businesses that deal with the public for whatever product they are selling, whatever that is. Um, they have to know there's something about being self-aware. You have to understand what your customers want. The restaurant business is constantly morphing and changing because they have to look at what their customers are looking for. Um, years ago, there was a rule, a law change in New York, and I believe it happened in L.A., where they were talking about cooking in trans fats and how they the oils that they used to cook with and making laws so they, people were being – we're cooking healthier foods in restaurants. And I, I said, you know, that's interesting. We don't have to have any of those laws here. If you look around at what the resorts do in Arizona, and this is a resort-heavy town. It's a beautiful vacation place, and it's a foodie town, Scottsdale especially, Arcadia area of Phoenix. This is a town that's turned into a great restaurant town. Those restaurants morph and change with the desires of the customers. What was a steakhouse in the 1970s with decor and food and sides and how things were prepared is completely different than the way it is now. And if you look back at some of the chain restaurants that were famous in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they're gone. And some places stand the test of time. But their menus are not the same menus that they were then. In other words, you change with what the customers want. I don't believe, and maybe this is a national thing, but certainly in Arizona, I think the two major political parties themselves, the party insiders, the party leadership has been, and this is not a knock, uh, by the way, this is not a knock against the new Republican Party chairman. He's just been in office a short time. But it is, I'm talking about leadership as a whole. I think that they are a little tone deaf. It's not even a criticism. It's an observation that I hope they take into consideration that we see the same people doing the same things over and over again. They don't want new ideas. They certainly don't want new people. They don't want a new direction. They resist change. And that's a change in leadership, a change in how they do things. And I think it's catching up with them. A younger generation we have now, uh, a lot more self-aware. A younger generation now that understands that because of social media and because of their access to everything instantly, they don't need you to tell them how to think. They don't need you to tell them who to like. They're going to like who they like. 
and they've got different ways of getting information that you are not just going to be their only resource. You're going to have to work harder to entice them to come your way. And I think that's what's at the core here. I don't think this is specifically about Joe Biden, because if you look, there is a majority of Democrats that don't want him to run again. But if you dig deeper into the poll, they're happy with his job performance. Now, Republicans would look at that and say, how could anybody be happy with this job performance? Doesn't matter what you think. His people, his party believes he's doing a good job. His age is an issue. People are concerned about the status quo. You know, I, I mentioned this earlier, and I think it was an indicator of when things were changing rapidly. When Barack Obama won the presidency, he had almost no experience, almost none. And he was running against somebody who was one of the most immensely experienced people in the government in John McCain. John McCain, no one, in my opinion, when John McCain was alive, with possibly the exception of Henry Kissinger, no one in America knew foreign policy better than John McCain. Whether you liked him or you didn't like him, you had to concede that nobody knew foreign policy better than John McCain did. And we at the time, we were at war in two countries. So what I'm saying is he was immensely more qualified, but the American people liked the message and the change in direction, a fresh face, a fresh voice. And we elected Barack Obama twice as president of the United States. And if we don't look, I'm talking about both political parties. If you don't start looking at your customer base and seeing that they are seeing other options and the restaurant, a restaurant analogy, as silly as it sounds, I think fits. A thriving restaurant understands its customer base. It doesn't want to drift away from its base, but it freshens things up to make sure that the younger generation and the newer people coming in um, are attracted to it. And there are other places that just live until they die. You could say the same thing about churches, whether they're a growing and thriving church. You don't get away from your base. You know, I'm going I'm to go down my religious road here, my faith-based road. If you are going to a church that's kind of an evangelical church, you don't move off of your evangelical base. If you're a Catholic church, you don't go move away from your Catholic base. But if you aren't being innovative in how you reach younger people, you are going to be a dying church. If you are not reaching out to the community outside of your four walls, you will be a dying church. And that's with any organization. And I think political parties are paying a heavy price on two fronts. One is people in leadership do not want to give up any of that control to somebody else that wants an opportunity. But the other part of it is people are seeing how it's being run and running away, not just walking away, running away from the way things are being done. When you have numbers – 70% of adults, regardless of party, do not want President Trump to run for re-election, including 63% of independent voters. The Republican Party, my party, we have to look at that. And we, you know, it's a long way from over. And let's be fair about both of these men. If you understand and have ever watched anything political happen at this time in 2015, Jeb Bush was the number one contender for the Republican nomination. That's just a fact. He was the number one choice at the time. Donald Trump was a, a blip on the screen. So things will change. It depends on messaging. But I think there's a lesson to be learned in what people want and what they don't want. Only 47% of Democrats, Democrats, think that Joe Biden should run for reelection. 
They don't think they have another choice. And if he is the nominee, then they will vote for him. There's no doubt about that. But you are starting to see a disconnect. There's a reason why independent voters are growing and growing and growing. And I just, you know, and having been, having had a a look inside at leadership, and I've had an opportunity to see it, there's a disconnect between what some of them do in their rooms and what they think they want and nothing else matters. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, get out. And people are leaving. People are leaving. And if they do not rectify that, both parties are in big trouble. So we'll see. I'm anxious to see how this all plays out over time. Because, again, anybody right now, there are people that will get into the race. Let's just stick with presidential race. There are people that will get into this race that are unexpected. And the people that you right now see as the front runners may not be. Or it could be just a complete um, walkover for both of these people, and we're going to get a rematch of 2020. And I don't know, and neither does anybody else have any clue how it's actually going to end up. But public sentiment right now says we are tired of the status quo. And it's an interesting conversation. In a moment, we're going to talk about public safety. Guns are still a big topic. And how about people that are trying to get guns that aren't supposed to have them? I've got an interesting statistic for you. You're not going to believe some of the numbers. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Interesting statistics. I think you're going to enjoy this. I learned a lot this weekend in talking to some people. Um, The whole thing about firearms is a conversation I think the country continues, needs to continue to have. I believe it's a valuable conversation. Um, But I do think that there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, I want you to hear a statistic. This report is from 2017, which is the last time I think the Government Accountability Office did this. And it has to do with law enforcement and the denial of firearms. Um, Of the transactions uh, investigated for, I think it was fiscal year of 2017 – the uh, the system, the criminal background check system, they did 8.6 million transactions. There were 112,000 people that were denied firearms. So out of 8 million, 8.6 million, 112,000 people were denied firearms. Of the 112,000, they only did 12,000 or 10 percent they did a criminal investigation on. And how many of those do you think – They actually prosecuted. So there were 112,000 denials, 12,700 investigations. They did 12 prosecutions. 12 prosecutions at the state level. Officials found 10 of 13 selected states said they did not investigate or prosecute firearms denials, some citing competing resource demands. So. We've got people, we've got a system in place, and it's illegal to try to buy a gun. It's punishable by up to 10 years in prison. We continue to say we need to make new laws. We need to do more things, and we're not enforcing the laws we have on the books. Now, it might be a staffing issue. I'm not taking ATF to task here. I'm not saying they're not doing their job. Well, I guess they aren't doing their job. I'm not saying they don't want to do their job. 
Not at all. Not at all. I will tell you that the men and women that work at ATF want to do their job. They take their job very seriously. And they want to make sure that the uh, program in America with firearms is done the right way. They keep the firearms dealers in check. They have a good working relationship with them. So when there's suspicious behavior, you've got advocates working for you as firearms dealers instead of an adversarial relationship. But at the same time, there's accountability to do everything the right way. But I want you to think about this. I mean, this is a staggering statistic. 112,000 in one year denials. These were people that went into get a gun, and they filled out the paperwork for the background check, and they were denied. Only 10% were ever investigated, and only 12 were ever prosecuted. What message does that send? If we're talking about crime and punishment, when you look going from November 30th of 1998 through the end of March of this year, um, just go back, there were uh, about just under 600,000 in 1999, in January of 1999, there were just under 600,000 applications for background checks for firearms. You go now, fast forward to 2023, there were 2.5 million in January of 2022. There were 4.3 million in January of 2021. Now, we know that jump happens a lot of times because that's when Biden took office and said that they were going to go after firearms. And so people had started to buy them. But when you look at these statistics, when you see the over 100,000 people, the system worked over 100,000 people were denied access to firearms. Only 10 percent of those were ever investigated criminally and only 12 of them were prosecuted. What message does that send? It's frustrating as a legal gun owner. It is frustrating as someone that buys guns legally, that stores guns legally, that carries guns legally, that does the training necessary to be that believe they're proficient if ever needed, you know, to defend myself. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm an average American person. I'm not someone I have friends that love the training and they go through a lot of training. And I think it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's it, it's it's good to be proficient. But I'm an average American gun owner. I own firearms. I understand the responsibility of owning firearms. I'm not giving up my right to firearms, but I'm not going to have my character damaged. And I'm not going to have someone come after me and say, well, you need to make it harder for me. Enforce the existing laws. You want to put some teeth into things. Start going after the people that are doing the wrong thing. I want you to remember that number because it's so easy. 112,000 people denied in, 19, in 2017. 112 denials. 112,000 denials. Only 12,000 of them were, were, were investigated and only 12 in the nation were prosecuted. If you lie to the ATF on a gun purchase form, you could face 10 years in prison. But finding out a tweet from the Houston office of uh, ATF, September 8th, 2021, Form 4473, the firearms transaction record, is a six-page document that must be filled out whenever someone buys a firearm. Um, if you uh, lie on that form, you could be in prison for 10 years. There is almost no prosecution of this either. These are people that lied on the form. These are people that said, yes, I'm, it's legal for me. I, whatever their lie was, they lied on the form in an attempt to get a firearm, and there was no prosecution. 
Why don't we start there? Make sure that the databases are 100% up to date. Make sure that the system is being utilized. And when they catch people lying or cheating, prosecute them. Start there. And instead, what they're doing is they want to expand laws and expand things because it just goes after people like me. It doesn't make sense to me, but more than anything, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't even put a dent in the problem. All right, Gatos joins me in a moment. It's the Big Q poll question of the day. We'll do it in just a moment. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Monday, Gatos. Oh, it's Monday. Start of a long week, my friend. I'm ready to go. Let me uh, let me read something to you that you may yeah. not have heard yet this morning. Um, this is from Fox News Media. Um, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st, and they're going to wow. have interim hosts in the meantime. That was Ooh. the we well wish them well in their future endeavors email that everybody gets. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, a lot of people watch him. I think he's a total fraud. I think that people on CNN, they're also total frauds. Um, you know, I've, I've told you this before. I'm not a fan of these networks. I just think that when you watch somebody, they're a bunch of liars. I think that uh, that they all are on, on TV. And I can't watch that stuff, man. I mean, you know, you watch, they have all these, these texts that, oh, I hate Trump, but I'm going to go on and say I love him. And you've got these guys on CNN who, you know, they... Behind closed doors, they're like, oh, we're going to get some ratings today. Big shooting. And I just can't get behind that stuff, man. I, I, I just can't. I don't do a show like that. I can not I can never do a show like that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting you, you do, yeah, of what's happened. It's just interesting what's happening. Um, you know, I, I'm in just... In terms of him getting fired? Yeah, just because obviously yeah. this has got to be in response to the Dominion case. And then who's yeah. next? You know, what's going to happen yeah. next? Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to just paint Tucker Carlson as a guy I don't like. I don't like anybody on CNN either. I just think that that these two stations lie to you, and I think that they get people riled up, and I think they just they they get people to hate the other side, and I just think that's a really bad way to live life. And I know, I know, we got to get to the question, but real quick, did you see the new show on CNN that's coming up? They say it's going to be nonpartisan. Gail King and Charles Barkley called King Charles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what that's like. Why not? I mean, you know, know, I I, I, I don't know. I I just don't watch cable cable news because I just I just don't. It's just so hateful. You know, if you're watching CNN, you just you want Trump to die. If you're watching Fox News, you think he's Jesus. And I'm just like, okay, I've had enough of that. I just can't do it. All right. Well, I'm I'm sorry I got you riled up. I got less than a minute. What do you you got? What do you got for a question? Well, it's political. Here we go. Only only five percent of Americans want to see a rematch between Biden and Trump for president. Do you want to see this rematch in 2024? Yes? No. Blank? No. Both of these guys should never be in the White House ever again. Give me two new people that aren't a thousand. I love I love the question as always and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right, man. I'll see Great you. stuff. That's Gatos and the BQ poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Uh, coming up just after 9 o'clock, the county attorney, Rachel Mitchell, will join me. We're going to talk about changes in that office.